0: Welcome to Season 2, Episode 13 of Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk, a very special episode today as I get to talk about the 10th-ranked Iowa Hawkeyes beating the 9th-ranked Iowa State Cyclones 27-17, a really interesting game that in some ways followed my prediction. I was pretty close on the score. I had picked 31-20 to 20 Hawkeyes, but offensively, I thought the Hawkeyes were going to be able to push around the 3-3-5 defense of the Cyclones. Tyler Goodson and Ivory Kelly Martin. That didn't really happen in this game. I think the offensive line kind of struggled to get those holes opened up, but I'll take a win anyway. The Hawkeyes can get it done, and this is an elite defense that's making huge plays um, and allowing this team to be two and zero after two wins over ranked opponents. And let's not forget about those special teams; they have really been special through two games. One thing I wanted to call out—it just was was something that I saw quite a bit of on. on social media as far as Iowa State and their abandonment of their team, their school colors. And they went with the black jerseys, black and white, in a big game, in a game that they're showcased on college game day, got a 3.30 ABC game. And really unusual to me that they wouldn't want to be showcasing their school colors and promoting their school colors on the big stage. But for whatever reason, they went with black jerseys, got a kick out of how it was going to be 93 degrees or whatever, and they go with the black jerseys. But in the black and white, the Cyclones could not get the job done. And let's go ahead and talk about what happened in the battle for the CyHawk Trophy in Ames, where the Hawkeyes have now won five straight games at Jack Trice Stadium. Well, College Game Day was on hand in Ames on Saturday, the second time in history that College Game Day has been there. And the other time was in 2019 with the Hawkeyes in town. That year, the guest picker on game day was Eric Church, country music artist. He picked the Hawkeyes to win, and the Hawkeyes did. And this year, it was Ashton Kutcher, the guest picker, and he's a big Hawkeye fan. Really cool to see him roll into game day on the Hawkeye Combine. Lee Corso was also great on game day. He had some good moments, and he had the Cyhawk trophy. Said it was there for the Cyclone fans who hadn't seen it in a really long time. Acted like he was going to pick the Cyclones. Then put on the Herky head and picked the Hawkeyes to keep the Cyhawk trophy for another year. Just a really fun time watching college game day yesterday. And the Hawkeyes' winning streak improved to eight in a row on Saturday with a win in a really hostile environment. That was a bit of a concern with some of the young players especially on that offensive line. But this team was up to that task. And this was a defensive battle. Both teams have really good defensive units. And it started, the game started with the the two teams exchanging punts in the first four possessions. There were a lot of film moments and learning moments the Hawkeyes can take from this game. One is for Spencer Petrus, and he needs to do a better job of throwing the ball away instead of taking sacks, especially on third downs. But uh, he did it multiple times on third down. One time, I think it, it, took the Hawkeyes out of field goal range. But in the first quarter, just a loss of four, but it made a potential 46-yard field goal, a 50-yarder. And that was the, the kick that had the high snap. Shudak couldn't really get it in rhythm, and he pushed it wide right. Not his fault, but gosh, that seemed like a missed opportunity for the Hawkeyes to not get any points on that drive. And then Iowa State had their best field position, and they drove down and kicked a field goal. So good job by the Iowa defense to keep the Cyclones out of the end zone after they got inside the 10-yard line. Three zip Cyclones at that point. And then the Hawkeyes had to punt again. Things just weren't looking great. Iowa couldn't get much going in the running game, but Brock Purdy threw an interception. It was picked off by Matt Hankins at the 49. What a great leaping interception that was and hanging on to the ball. And the Hawkeyes went on an eight-play, 49-yard TD drive. Peters completed passes to Jackson Ritter, Luke Lachey on the drive, and then pounded it in with four- and five-yard runs, and T-Good got into the end zone from four yards out. Well, the Cyclones punted again. And the Hawkeyes went on an impressive 10-play, 71-yard drive, and it started with a sack and a loss of seven yards. But Petrus completed a 21-yard pass to tight end Sam Laporta on third and 15 to really get that drive going. And the drive was capped by that beautiful pass from Petrus to Charlie Jones. He made a heck of a catch, 26-yard touchdown. Great placement on that pass by Petrus. At this point, you know, there's just 101 left in the half, and it really felt like the Hawkeyes were going to go in up 14-3 for sure. Cyclones went on a five-play, 75-yard TD drive, and it was really frustrating. Looked like the Cyclones were happy to go in down 11, four-yard pass to Hall. Clock's kind of running out, but the Hawkeyes had no rush, very little rush on on Brock Purdy, and he was just able to sit in the pocket for what seemed like forever. He threw a 49-yard pass down to the four-yard line, and then Brees Hall took it in for a TD from there, and it was 14 to 10 at half, and momentum kind of seemed to be on the side of the Cyclones at that point. Well, the second half started the same way the game started, and both teams punted twice before another costly mistake by the Cyclones, who were pinned at the 6-yard line by another great punt by Tory Taylor. And on the first play of that drive, Justin Jacobs shed a block by tight end Chase Allen. He really had a nose for the ball. He reached out to Brees Hall, knocked the ball out of his hand, and Jack Campbell scooped it up, waltzed in for the TD. On the next Cyclones possession, Brock Purdy, was picked off by Seth Benson, and the Hawkeyes took over the 25-yard line. It was a nice field goal there, a 51-yarder by Caleb Shudak. And Shudak, by the way, his dad played for the Cyclones, so a really special day for him, playing in Ames, playing at Jack Trice, and getting the win. But again, Spencer was rolling out of the pocket. Instead of throwing the ball away, he took a 9-yard loss on third down to make it a much harder field goal than it needed to be, but great job by Shudak there. Well, Purdy threw another interception on the next possession. He was being harassed by Ames native Joe Evans, who was getting a lot of pressure on the quarterback on Saturday. And he he deflected the ball a little bit, and it was picked off by Matt Hankins. His second interception of the game, fun return after the interception. And, boy, surprisingly, Matt Purdy was benched by head coach Matt Campbell. And I say surprisingly because he's a four-year starter. He was the guy that everyone thought was going to be the difference in this game but he really struggled well the Hawkeyes got another field goal and went up 27 to 10 at this point Iowa kind of stopped rushing and blitzing again they played that soft defense did give up another TD to make the final score 27 to 17 but what a what a just a fun football Saturday with the Hawkeyes now two and0 with two wins over top 20 ranked teams and a road win over the intrastate rival cyclones. That's wins six in a row against the Cyclones. Matt Campbell is 0-5 against Kirk Ferentz and the Iowa Hawkeyes. Kirk Ferentz, Captain Kirk, is now 13-5 against the Cyclones in the last 18 games. And I started thinking, what's more impressive, Hayden's 15 in a row in the 80s and 90s, or this 13-5 by Kirk Ferentz? And I think, you know, 15 in a row is pretty tough to beat and probably shouldn't even be comparing, but the last three times the Cyclones and the Hawkeyes have played, the Cyclones have been ranked, and the Hawkeyes have won in each of those meetings. And the Cyclones in the past, you know, those teams were never ranked. So this, you know, six in a row particularly in 13 out of 18 is a really impressive feat by Kirk Ferentz and his staff. They have really owned rivalry games of late, and other than Wisconsin, I guess, but the Heartland Trophy is in Iowa City now, and I hope it's going to stay there for a while and playing for it too. What does all this mean for the Hawkeyes? Wow, the, the polls just came out, and Iowa is ranked number five in the AP poll, number seven in the coaches' poll. And now they just have to take care of business the next few weeks. They have to really work on their offense. Uh, they will for sure, you know, be in that discussion for a big, big Ten title. I think they're the team to beat in the West. The Hawkeyes can win this conference. You saw what Ohio State did yesterday. They didn't look too good against Oregon, you know, good Oregon team. I'm really looking forward to that game in about a month, Iowa against Penn State, but can't overlook Maryland. We've got the golden flashes coming up as well, and Colorado State. So the next month is going to be really critical for the Hawkeyes to, to grow and, and start working on that offense some more. But it's a perfect 2-0. We all hoped it could happen. You know, Most didn't think the Hawkeyes were going to be 2-0, you know, maybe 1-1. Some were saying there's a possibility of starting out 0-2 against Indiana and Iowa State, and and the Hawkeyes proved them wrong. Let's go ahead with the game balls for this game. On the defensive side, the game ball goes to Matt Hankins. You could pick a lot of different guys. This defense was, was firing on all cylinders on Saturday, but Hankins had two big interceptions to go with four tackles. Riley Moss and Jack Campbell led the Hawkeyes in tackles with eight apiece. And special mention here to Justin Jacobs for forcing the fumble on Brees Hall. He had some really nice uh, tackles as well and, and, and knocked the ball loose from Charlie Kohler once. And it looked like he was going to get a first down. And then also Seth Benson, he had the other interception, but forcing four turnovers is a recipe to win a lot of games. So kudos to the defense that has played winning football the first couple of weeks and just been dominant. For special teams, the game ball goes to Tory Taylor, the punter. He is a special weapon for this team. And it seems kind of strange to say that about a punter, but he is a game changer with this skill. You know, he his punt, his punts are like a pitching wedge when he's trying to get the ball inside the 10 yard line. And they just land and they bounce back a few yards. And I say within the 10 yard line, most people are trying to get it within the most punters are trying to get it within the twenty. For him, he tries to get it inside the ten. And he does a great job at it. And then he can just boom punts when needed as well. He had eight punts for 409 yards, which is a 51-yard average. But more impressive was how many times he pinned the Cyclones deep in their own territory. Field position in this game was a huge advantage for the Hawkeyes. His first punt was 58 yards down at the 8-yard line. Then he had a 50-yard punt down to the 6-yard line. then a 46-yard punt with a fair catch at the 10. Maybe most impressive was a complete flip of field position with a 69-yard punt that was going to keep rolling towards the end zone. But Terry Roberts down into the 25. I think he might have thought that was touched by the Cyclone player and thought he was going to waltz into the end zone for a TD. But if he didn't grab it there, that would have been an 80-plus yard punt. So Tory Taylor was fantastic all day. Kept field position in Iowa's favor. And then Charlie Jones was excellent in the return game again. He had a 24-yard punt return and 53 yards on four returns. Also nice game by Shudak, as I mentioned Already, you know, he made two field goals and he didn't allow the Cyclones to return any kicks. He had really deep kickoffs, so great job there. Nothing really flashy on the offensive side of the ball. Game ball goes to Charlie Jones because he had two receptions for 36 yards, including the great 26-yard TD reception. Petrus was just 11 of 21 for 106 yards. And the amazing thing, he was 9 of 14 at half, so he was just 2 of 7 in the second half. So, you know, obviously the guys were playing pretty conservatively uh, after after getting a big lead but you know to add to that the Hawkeyes had 150 total yards in the first half 99 yards passing and then a total of 173 for the game so 23 yards of total offense and seven passing yards in the second half that's unbelievable the uh, running game was most disappointing to me I really thought Tyler Goodson would have a big game he had just 55 yards on 21 carries I think a lot of that had to do with offensive line they're rotating a lot of new guys trying to trying to get some some experience in there but it's really valuable playing time early in the season Um, and then IKM had 28 yards on eight carries but Petrus was minus 23 yards uh, with with sacks that he took so it was a little bit better than the 67 total rushing yards looks on paper Um, but I thought the Hawkeye offensive line would wear down the Cyclones as the game wore on. That never really happened. The Hawkeyes did have a little bit more success late, but still no no really big runs. Only eleven receptions total. You know, two by Charlie Jones, Tyrone Tracy, um, T. Good as well, uh, Sam Laporta and Luke Lachey, the tight ends each just had one, but they were big catches. One for twenty one yards, one for seventeen yards, and the offense didn't need to do didn't need to do much, and there will be games that they're going to have to, so hopefully they're going to find some rhythm in the next couple of games, get Petris and his wide receivers into a groove before the Big Ten games start back up again. For the Cyclones, Brock Purdy was 13 of 27, 138 yards, three interceptions, benched in the fourth quarter. You wonder how he's going to respond to being benched as a four-year starter. Uh, you know, but I, I think he'll handle that well. But there could be some players on the team, too, who, are starting to question him and may want Deckers to play and take over. There could be a rift in the locker room. No idea, but those things can happen when there's two quarterbacks being played. Heisman hopeful, hopeful. Uh, Brees Hall, he had just 16 rushes for 69 yards. So in two weeks in a row, he's had 69 yards rushing. And the main wide receiver was supposed to be Hutchinson for Iowa State. He had three catches for 22 yards. The Cyclones like to really tout their tight end depth. And Chase Allen had one catch for two yards, while Charlie Kohler had four for 34 yards. And man, the drop—I I probably shouldn't call it the drop—a drop, but it looked like he was going to catch a first down ball for the Cyclones. And Justin Jacobs got his hand on the ball before Kohler could tuck it in. That was just a great play by Jacobs. He had a really, really good game on Saturday. it's six in a row for the Hawkeyes over the Cyclones? The only thing sweeter in this rivalry than beating the Cyclones football team is beating the ninth-ranked Cyclones on a national stage at their stadium. Showing all of America on ABC that this truly is a Hawkeye State. And it always has been, always will be a Hawkeye State. And I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time or any time on the Kent State Golden Flashes today. They do have a good offense. At least last year, they were really dynamic on offense. But They lost to Texas A&M in the first week. You know, good SEC, SEC program, 41-10. to 10 and then beat VMI Virginia Military Institute 60 to 10 in week 2. But let's look for the offense to break out in that one. They need to work on both the passing game and the rushing game. A lot of new offensive line uh, players this year. Hopefully Shooter will be back soon at offensive guard. But, you know, that offensive line they've been thrown in some really big situa- situations and and made it to 2 and 0, oh, so it's only going to help as this season goes along, but they really need to get that offense humming. Well, it was a really fun week, as CyHawk week always is. So much sweeter with the win in Ames for the Hawkeyes. Matt Campbell is 0-5 against Captain Kirk in his last five games, his only five games, obviously, and the Hawkeyes are plus nine in turnover margin with no turnovers for the Hawkeyes in those games. And That's crazy. The Hawkeyes have also, I mean, they've won five games in a row in Ames. The Hawkeyes just seem to own Jack Trice Stadium at this point. So what a fun, great week, a great Saturday. And let's go do it again next week, Hawkeyes. Enjoy the 2-0 start with our fifth-ranked Iowa Hawkeyes. You know, who thought they could do it? I mean, I I thought they could, but would they was the question. And the Hawkeyes did it. They're 2-0. They're ranked fifth. In the AP pool, seventh in the coaches poll. A lot to work on still, but they get a couple of home games now. They can work on some things and just keep getting better. I'm excited for this season and go hawks.